What's up, Lamb Fam? Welcome back to the Life After Miscarriage podcast, where we unapologetically chat the ins and outs of what life is actually like after miscarriage. I'm your host, Shelly Metling, and with four angel babies myself and one rainbow baby here on earth, I have created a platform for you guys to share your stories. So sit back, relax, get ready to relate, laugh, and cry as we get real on what life is actually like after miscarriage in the 21st century. Hello, everyone. We have Alyssa Mendez on the episode today. I'm so excited to get to know her. Her and I were like chatting each other's ears off just a second ago, and I was like, we should probably hit record and actually capture some of this. So, <laughs> Alyssa, I'm just going to toss it at you and start wherever you'd like. Okay. Thanks, Shelly. Thank you so much, first of all, yeah. for having me on the show. It is Alyssa, um, right? Or is it yeah. Alyssa? Uh, okay. No, it's Alyssa. I know. Okay. A lot of people always like say, Elissa, no, it's Alyssa. Yeah. Okay, perfect. <laughs> okay, so um, yeah, I, I guess I can just start off by when me and uh, my husband actually met. I met him my sophomore year of college, which was like summer of 2010. And, um, you know, we were just friends, getting to know each other. And then uh, it was more of like, oh, this is my best friend. But you kind of knew, like, oh, okay, we have feelings for each other. So then we, it took us about a year till we actually decided to start dating. Um, so we started dating in 2011. And um, from there, you know, we've just been together. And I was kind of waiting, like, oh, is he going to ask me to marry him? <laughs> he finally <laughs> asked me to marry him in 2016 of the summer. And uh, got married just this past March of 2018. And um, it was kind of one of those things where, we're both from like Hispanic families and I don't know if it's just Hispanic families, but everyone starts having kids young when you're a Hispanic uh, from a Hispanic culture. So I feel like a lot of his cousins on his side were like babies, 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 popping them out left and right. And they were all younger than him. And he was kind of, he's the oldest. So nobody was, was kind of, everyone was kind of like, Hey, um, when are you going to have kids? What's going on? You know what I mean? (laughs) And on my family, it's like, we, I was the baby in my family. So everyone's kind of like, no, you're not ready yet. Um, so I knew once we got married, I wanted to have kids like right away. And um, like I said, we had been dating for a long time already. And, you know, we're coming towards the end of our uh, 20s. And I told him, hey, you know, let's start having a baby. So right after we got married in March, we tried like right away. And nothing for the last I would, I would say probably like five months or so in August of last year, um, I had gotten pregnant, but before that I had gone to a doctor appointment and, um, with my OB and he had let me know, oh yeah, you know, um, if, if your periods are not regulating, then it's possible you have PCOS. And I was just like, what is PCOS? And he was like explaining it to me. And I'm like, well, I mean, I get my periods regularly, but I mean, I was just thinking, I was under the impression of once we got married, we were going to get pregnant right away. Um, I have never been on the pill, never taken any birth control. So I'm probably super fertile um, and nothing until those, I would say, and to me, it felt like a long time. You know, I know people, people, other people, their journey is forever, years and years and and for me, it felt like forever. I'm like, no, I should be ready to go. Like, I should be yeah. super fertile. Yeah. I, I feel like when you're, when you're, like, wanting <laughs> that next step in your life, like, one month is a long time, you know? Yes. 
Yes. So I remember we were trying and nothing. And then I had gotten pregnant in August after the doctor had diagnosed me with PCOS. And I remember telling my husband, oh, he was wrong. Like he doesn't know what he's talking about. (laughs) And he was just like, you relax. You're, you're not right. He knows what he's talking about. He's a doctor. (laughs) And then, um, after we had gotten pregnant, obviously we were super excited. I remember taking the test that day. Like, should I tell him? Should I think of the cute little witty way of trying to tell him? So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to tell him. I can't not tell him that morning. (laughs) It was like on my mind. So I told him in the night and he was super excited. Um, and I remember everything like from that point on, it was just like super easy. I didn't have any morning sickness. If I did, it was like a week out of the whole pregnancy. And then um, I, I was fine. I would get an occasional headache, but I didn't feel sick. I was going about my business. We were going, I mean, we're the type of people that like to go out and um, go to like concerts and music festivals. So we were still going out and having a good time. Um, I mean, there were times where I was like super exhausted and I'm like, okay, we need to, we need to relax. I need to take a break. (laughs) But I mean, I was fine. I I just felt like, oh man, this is nice. Like I'm having the easiest pregnancy. Um, and then we started, okay, well, what are we going to do? We want to do a gender reveal. Like this is our first baby. Um, so we're like, yeah, let's plan a gender reveal. And me and my husband, we are like huge on baseball. Like I played softball my whole life and he played baseball his whole life. And we're like, yeah, we're going to do a baseball, softball, gender reveal. So we started planning that. um, And then I was coming up to, I want to say about 16 weeks and we started planning and we're like, okay, so about two or three weeks from now, we're going to have our gender reveal. um, And our gender reveal was set for December 8th of 2018. And I had remembered that, you know, around that time, my appointment for my actual, um, for the baby's actual gender through the doctor was set around that time. But I think it was a week after our gender reveal. So I told him, hey, like, why don't we go to um, one of those outside uh, ultrasound places so that they can kind of, you know, tell us what the gender is, you know what I mean? And I know you can find out as early, I think this is like 15 weeks, you can find out as early as 15 weeks. So I told him, like, let's do that. You know what I mean? And we can get pictures and we can use those pictures for the party. And he was just like, yeah. So we did that. We found out the gender um, around 14, 15 weeks. And we were super excited. Like, he was super excited because we found out that we were having a boy. And obviously, I think it just hits a little bit different when, you know, when it's a boy um, for for the the male in the relationship, I feel like that's going to be like, that's his son. Like that. Yeah. His, his little mini me, like he's going to raise him. He's going to teach him all the manly things. And so he was super excited because everyone, when they found out we were pregnant, Oh, you're having a girl, a girl, girl, everyone was team girl, you know? And the fact that we we're having a boy, he was like, Oh my gosh, everyone's going to be so surprised. Um, Cause our gender reveal was mainly, for everybody else. We wanted to know. We There was no way we would be able to wait. And I remember um, he was like, everyone's going to be so surprised. They're going to be wrong. <laughs> and um, I remember when we went, everything was fine. You know, she told us, oh, everything's good. Like the heartbeat's good. And prior to that, we had like a 12-week appointment um, with our doctor and everything was good. Baby's heart heartbeat was really good. Um, 
everything looked good and no signs. The only thing that I think I had any type of complications with was um, I had a high blood pressure and they wanted to monitor that. And which made sense. I come from a family that has like very very high hypertension. So I was like, okay, well, we'll just monitor it, make sure, you know, it's good to go. So I got, you know, a little monitor. Um, Everything was good with baby. And then I remember we had gone back a second time to get Uh, additional pictures through the outside ultrasound technician just so that we can have for our gender reveal and just have like cute little displays set up of the baby Um, and I remember going and lady was super nice she was like oh I remember you guys it was the same technician that helped us and I remember laying there and she was kind of taking her time you know she was she was trying to look you know take pictures see what was going on and then she had asked me like oh you know I'm, I'm thinking you know baby might be asleep so maybe turn to your side um she brought me some water turned to my side which wasn't abnormal because the first time we had gone to see her to find out the gender um our baby's baby was asleep and we had to wake mm-hmm. him up walk around walk around the parking lot I had I think a Canada dry to wake him up um, <laughs> and and still even with the when us trying to find out the gender he his butt was facing towards me so he did not want to show us anything so the second time we had gone it wasn't something that was raising a red flag when she was telling us oh you know lay to your side let me bring some water so we're like okay um she comes back after that and, you know, me and my husband are just talking and we're super excited talking about the gender reveal. And then she starts, you know, she starts again. She starts checking the baby to see um, through the ultrasound. And, you know, she sits, she sits there and she goes, I'm not supposed to tell you this <laughs> because I know I can get in trouble. And, um, but I just want to let you know that I'm not able to find your baby's heartbeat. And at that moment, I was so shocked. I didn't, I didn't really feel anything. I was like, in my mind, it didn't process. And she goes, you know, I put on the, um, the little thermo activator to see the blood flow of the baby and there's nothing. It's just blue. So she was trying to explain to us and show us on the ultrasound. And, um, she's like, I'm just going to give you guys a minute. Um, I think you should really go to the emergency room and just confirm. So she gave us a minute and I remember just looking at my husband and he was just the look on his face was just torn like he's seen a ghost mm-hmm. and I was just so like I'm so sorry at that moment I felt so bad like like it was my fault you know like I did something wrong and um through that time you know our the first couple months of our pregnancy I remember telling telling my husband because we still lived with my parents at the time I remember telling him like you know, I'm just going through a lot of stress. I know my parents are going through some stuff like um, a separation. And I was just worried about them, you know, and he's like, don't stress, don't stress for the baby. So when we had found out I had miscarried or she wasn't finding a heartbeat, I remember looking at him. And that's the first thing I was thinking is I was so stressed under my parents' problems that that's possibly could have been the reason why, you know, why I miscarried. I was just under so much stress. And I knew that was the first thought in his head that you know I had been going through so much with my family that he he was just like that that was the only reason that's the only thing we could think of and that was heartbreaking to me that I could have prevented that I could it should have been more focused on my personal health rather than somebody else's problems 
And I remember I was just like super heartbroken. We rushed over to the emergency room and it was the longest wait ever. And I remember them taking us to the ultrasound and then the ultrasound technician says, well, I can't tell you any information. I have to read the report back to the doctor. And it's like another wait, another 40 minute wait. So it's like, we're sitting there not knowing what's going on, but in the back of our head, we knew you know, what was happening. This was, this was actually happening. We had lost the baby, but we wanted to make sure and confirm. And, you know, sure thing. Once we went in with the doctor and he reviewed the ultrasound, he told us, you know, and so, and I feel like, I don't know if it's just something with the emergency room, but just so cold the way they said it, just so nonchalantly, like, yeah, it it was a miscarriage. I'm so sorry for your loss, but just with no sympathy. And I'm looking at him like, this is our first baby. Like, how could you not be a little more sympathetic about it? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, and I remember he was like, okay, you have two options. Since you're so far along at that point, I was already 18, almost 19 weeks. And I'm telling you, Shelly, it was literally two days before our gender reveal. And in my mind, I'm like, okay, a kind of a blessing, you know, that we didn't go through this gender reveal. We didn't get all these gifts. We didn't have this party for the baby um, because then there would have been no baby. We would have found out the following week when we went to find out the sex through our doctor, hey, you know, you lost your child. And then we have all this baby stuff, at, you know, at our house. So I was just a little thankful that it happened, that timing, that it happened before the actual party. Mm-hmm. Um, but it still was horrible. We had to tell everybody. I was hey. going to say the canceling of the party. Oh my gosh, and... yes. It was horrible. I remember we're like, hey, you know, we're canceling. And it, it had to happen fast because it was two days before we had found out. And mm-hmm. it was like, we got to let these people know right away before, you know, they start buying gifts. They start setting up plans. So that night we had, we had that day we had found out that same night we had gone out of, a, out of the emergency room calling people and telling them and texting them and you know our Facebook invite letting people know that it was canceled and the reason why which was so horrible because we're already trying to grieve and take in that information ourselves but having to relay it to other people and then getting responses back and trying to have conversations at that moment I was like I don't want to talk to anybody I don't want to see anybody I just want to be by myself Um, and I remember the doctor had given me the option of hey you know you're 19 weeks you can either, you're not going to be able, I know naturally a lot of people can pass the baby through if they're like 10 to 12 weeks or he goes, you're not going to be able to do that because you're so far along. You either have the option of getting a DNC or you can have the baby naturally and get induced. And I, you know, I, I wasn't aware. I, all this was happening so fast. I wasn't aware of what a DNC was. And when he was telling me to get induced, I'm like, am I really going to go through that whole process of delivering a baby? Like, can I do that? Am I emotionally ready? Like, and I remember telling my husband, like, well, ask him, ask him if we can, we can have a day, you know, are we able to, and he was like, yeah, you know, you guys can have a day. Um, you can call me tonight to decide what you guys want to do. Do you want to proceed with the DNC? Do you want a labor and delivery? So I remember us taking that night. And like I said, we still lived with my parents at the time, um, saving money, obviously for the wedding. So I knew with 
everything going on with them and, and their problems they were going through. My husband did not want to go back there. He was like, we're going to get a hotel for the night. We're going to enjoy the last night with our baby and we're just going to have that moment. You know what I mean? And um, I remember it was, we were just kind of, we weren't really talking much. We were just kind of laying there in shock. Um, and I remember we had kind of like a sweet moment. It had like a, one of those big like spa bathtubs. And I remember sitting in there and he was just kind of sitting with me and he was just like, it's going to be okay. Like, and I told him, I don't know. I don't know what I'm most scared of is having to go through this again or or deciding like what I want. And I told him, I don't want to have a DNC. Like, I don't want to think of our baby coming out in pieces because I guess that is basically what it is. Our baby's being vacuumed out. And I told him, I don't, the thought of that freaks me out. And I was like, this was our baby. Like, I'm going to deliver this baby. So we had decided that. And um, came back the next day, was induced in the evening. And obviously it was my first pregnancy. So it's going to take a while for, you know, the baby to come out. And it took, I want to say like around that time the next day. So I had, was induced the December 5th. And I actually delivered on December 6th, which is funny because his due date was May 6th. So it was just like, how funny, how ironic that it was actually on the 6th, but you know, a lot earlier than he should have came. And um, I just remember like, it was just, everything happened, even though it took about a day, everything happened so fast and it was just such a blur. And I remember everybody at the hospital trying to comfort me, but you hear all these newborn babies, you know, in the hallway and the little like jingle that goes off when someone has a new baby. And it's like, it was, it was, it was was nice because the staff was very like comforting, but it was horrible because it's like, you can hear all these newborn babies and that little jingle going off. And it was kind of like a twilight zone, I guess you could say. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I remember even one nurse came in and I was kind of upset because obviously they're able to um, obviously differentiate from room to room, whichever moms are having, you know, either had a miscarriage or whichever moms are having a healthy delivery. And it was like a little teardrop with like a fallen leaf on the door. And I remember a nurse came in and she was like, congratulations. And I'm trying to go over all breastfeeding. And I'm looking at her like, oh, no. Yes. I was like, are you an idiot? Yeah. (laughs) You know, and I go, no. Yeah. And I'm like, no, no. Like, I miscarried. Like, I'm not delivering a healthy baby. And she was just like, I'm so sorry. Like, and I remember my husband was just so upset. And he, I remember he spoke to another faculty member and like complained about it. And because it was one of those things where it's like, everyone was so nice and comforting. And we're like, okay, you know, we could do this. And she comes in and was kind of like, are you like, are you serious? Did you just walk into the room saying that? And I was just like, at that moment, I just like broke down. And from there on, like, it was just up and down. Like, oh, people were like, don't worry, you're young, you're gonna have more babies, you'll be okay. But the thing is, it's like, I understand, but it's not this baby. You always wonder, what if about this baby? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's, it is just so heartbreaking. And then I remember when I had delivered, um, I had spoken to my husband before 
once we had found out we had miscarried and I told him, I don't think I want to see the baby. And he, he had said the same thing. He's like, yeah, I don't know if I want to see him because in my mind, I'm picturing how he would have looked if he was here still with us. I don't know if I can handle what he looks like now. So Mm -hmm. at the time I had, um, he had came out, I had told my husband, like, so are you, are you going to look at him? And he was like, actually, I do. I do want to look at him. And I didn't. I still was like, no, I don't, I don't want to see what he looks like. You know, it's going to be too heartbreaking for me. So he did. He looked. And um, after we had went into like a recovery room, I had talked to my husband and I told him, hey, like, based off of, because he was always watching those like uh, progression videos, like, oh, your baby's this many weeks and this is what your baby looks like. And your baby's the size of an avocado, you know what I mean? And I'm like, based off of the last video we had watched, did he look how he was supposed to look, you know? Was his growth and his development where it should have been? And he was like, honestly, Alyssa, no. I The way he looked was definitely not how I had imagined him to look or what we had seen in the last video we had watched. So we were thinking in our heads, maybe... Maybe there was something there. Maybe he was underdeveloped. Maybe my body just kept trying to grow and and get him to grow and it was just not clicking. Maybe it was just too much for him and he stopped. And I think that was the most probably comforting thing is I'm glad he was able to see where his development was and compare it to what we thought he should have been. Um, because then at that point, okay, maybe that gave us some comfort. Maybe that was the problem here. He just wasn't able to keep up with the development process, which was still heartbreaking, but at least it gave me some comfort knowing that I didn't do something wrong. You know what I yeah. mean? Mm-hmm. And, and um, I remember, um, I just remember like, I didn't bleed. I didn't spot. I didn't cramp. I remember they were asking me these questions in the hospital and I'm like, none of these things happened, you know, it it only happened. We were only finding out because we had gone to an ultrasound, like in, in my head, I'm like, what could have gone wrong? And at that time at the hospital, I asked, like, are we able to run a test? And I don't know if it's just different over here in California or insurance purposes or reasons or rules, but they told us, you know, when you have your first miscarriage, they do run only so many tests. And, but I'm letting you know now, normally they come back negative they're not there's nothing that they can determine they're just so basic um I think after your second or third miscarriage then they run a more um descriptive test for you kind of letting you know what could have gone wrong um but I remember I was just like how can how can that be how can we not have any answers of what goes wrong you know what I mean and I just was like so shocked that that was something that we couldn't find out especially just because I was a little further along than I thought, you know? Yeah, I'm shocked. Yeah, and and I remember them telling us, like, you know, I wish we could tell you more. Um, You can. You can if you just do it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm like, I I was just, like, so heartbroken. I'm like, I understand if I was, you know, and I'm not taking away anything from moms that are, like, nine, ten weeks. I can understand that, you know, because the baby was still so small. But it's like, I was 19, I was already four months. And yeah. I agree know, with you. They had, they had the fetus there. Yes. And so I was, exactly. Yeah. I was just so shocked. Um, but, you know, I, I guess it was just one of those things where 
I guess, I mean, like I said, we're, we're new parents. We don't know, you know, what we Mm -hmm. need to do or how we go about it. So we were just like accepting what they were telling us. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then, uh, after, you know, got to the hospital, they, well, we were in the hospital. So actually, I'm sorry. And they asked us, you know, do you want to, um, obviously I think it was, they say that 22 weeks, um, the parents are responsible for the, the babies, the fetus. Um, do you, you know, to hold a ceremony, a type of burial service? Um, and I told them, no, well, you know, this was still our baby, even though it's 19 weeks and, you know, we're not responsible. And you're basically saying we don't have to do these things. I told them this was our baby. This was our firstborn. This was going to be our firstborn baby. And I want to at least do something like a cremation or urn. So we did, we got that done. Um, and you know, me and my husband are not very religious. So we're like, no, we're not going to do a burial service. We're not going to make it. I didn't want as all the attention and all the family of, you know what I mean? I just wanted at that time, I just kind of wanted to be by ourselves. I wasn't ready mm-hmm. to share what was going on. We didn't tell anybody. The only people that knew about our gender reveal were really close friends and family. So nobody had even known we were pregnant. And I told them, you know, I don't want to go through all that. And, you know, family posting stuff and I just we'll just have you know we'll get the baby cremated and we'll keep his urn with us and that's that so we did that we decided to do that and we named the baby um his name is Madion Oliver Mendez and um you know we have the urn here uh but I I remember like his family wanting to press so bad have a burial service have this and I'm like no like I don't (laughs) I don't want to do that you guys don't understand and he he's the type that needs to cling on to like his family and the support and me I'm more I need time I need time I don't want to be around anybody I understand their intentions are good and they just want to be here for us but I just need to be I need us to be by ourselves I just need me and you I don't want to be around anybody and you know, he respected that. He was like, even though I knew he needed the same type of support, um, he respected, you know, what I needed first. And then uh, once I started getting more comfortable, obviously family came around. Um, but, you know, like I said, now it's still, it's still very hard now. Um, you know, we had friends, we have friends that just had babies and around the time we had miscarried, they, um, we're letting us know like, Hey, we're pregnant or you're pregnant, pregnancy announcements or gender reveals. And I'm just like, I can't do this. Like I can't be around this as much as I, I was trying to put my feelings aside to be, you know, a good friend and to be there and just be a part of those moments. It's like, mm-hmm. sometimes you just have to be selfish and you have to put your feelings first. And I noticed after having a miscarriage, it definitely changed me as a person. I was always that person that was like, doing everything I can for everybody else and just always being there. And I don't know if it was the fact of, you know, my parents going through their situation and I felt like, you know, my husband had this animosity towards them and it was just so hard, you know, trying to be there for my family, but also be there for us and, and be there for him. And Mm -hmm. I just felt torn. Like, like, you know what I mean? It, 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 I understand where he's coming from. He felt like I was stressed because of their situation, but I also felt like this is my family. Like I don't want to see them torn apart either. You know what I mean? And I need to be there for them too. And now I feel like it's changed me as a person. It's like, no, this is my husband. Like 
I'm going to be there for him. He's my first priority. My health is my first priority. I'm going to be there for myself. And I feel like that the miscarriage definitely has helped me be able to kind of put my foot down and not be like, you know, I'm not always going to be there for you guys and be, you know, your, your shoulder to cry on. I need that too. Sometimes, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, and uh, I, I definitely feel like it's changed, changed me as a person. I just, yeah. I feel like uh, right after miscarriage, it was kind of like, I was more aggressive towards everything. It was just like, <laughs> always, <Yep. laughs> always so upset. And even with him, because you hear stories about people, you know, saying, you know, miscarriages can either tear your relationship apart or they can bring you closer. And I felt like we were definitely one of those situations where it was tearing us apart. And, you know, I was always so angry and I was taking it out on him because I was just so comfortable with him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, you know, the next day I'm so sorry. Like I didn't mean to act that way, but it definitely took a toll on a relationship. And like I said, we were newlyweds still we were just married so that already was difficult we moved into our own place so we're trying to adjust to our own things and it it was just it was rough this last year was really rough um but I think now we're kind of on like a more consistent um I guess happier path you know like I said we have our moments um but I think the one thing that hurt me too is like right after I had miscarried I was like oh, we're going to find out when we can start having another baby. Like, I'm ready to go. And he was just like, whoa, 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 slow down. In his mind, his thought process is he's he's definitely a lot more sensitive than I am. And I think in his mind, he was thinking, I don't know if I can handle this if it were to happen again. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know if I can go through this. And I'm like, what do you mean you don't know if you can go through this? Like, we're married. Like I, we are going to do this again, whether, you know, it's successful or not, we're going to keep trying. Cause in my mind, I'm like, you know, I want to have kids and I don't care. Nothing is going to stop me from doing that. And, mm-hmm. and I told him, I was like, well, you should have told me this before we got married <laughs> because I wouldn't have married you if I knew you were going to be afraid of this. And he was just, and he was just like, no, well, you know, I just need time. And we haven't, I mean, since, I had miscarried. We haven't really tried. And I've just kind of been waiting for him. I, like I said, we were, I was pressing it in the beginning right after I had miscarried. And I'm like, let's try, let's try to have another baby. And he just wasn't emotionally ready for it. He's just, you know, he was just feeling that I'm scared. What if we have to go through this again? I don't want to have to go through losing another child. And so I'm like, okay, so now we kind of, we've come to an understanding. I'm not trying to put pressure him or push it. Um, I just kind of, I was expressing where I was coming from. You know, people say you're the most fertile after you miscarry and you should try it right away. And, and he was just like, not ready, not having it. So I'm like, okay, well, I just want you to understand where I was coming from. You know, we're getting older. I mean, we're not that old, but we're getting older where he just turned 30 and I'm going to be 30 in February. So I told him like, it's going to get more difficult. And we already see that, you know, we had some problems with the first time we've tried. So I just don't want you know, that window for us to close. Mm-hmm. And, and he's just like, Oh, I, I completely get it. But all right now I'm just not at the emotional state to try. And if we did have to go through the same situation we did the first time, I don't know if I can handle it now at the state that I'm at. So I'm like, Oh, that's fine. So, you know, we haven't really been trying. Um, but just recently, I think we're starting at, like I said, our, our relationship took a big hit. And it tore us apart through the miscarriage and losing the baby. 
And I feel like now we're starting to get to a point where we're mending our relationship. We're coming to a mutual understanding of what we want. Um, you know, we we're finally settled into our house and we're doing our own thing. So I think now we're just a little more prepared and our, our lifestyle's a little more calm than it was before. Um, but I'm just like, I'm ready. I'm ready when you are. Yeah. yeah. And so I, and I obviously, I, like I said, he's the more sensitive one. So I just want to make sure that he's okay. But he knows, he knows that I want a family. You know, like I said, his, we just found out his little sister is pregnant. So when I had found out and she had told us, it was heartbreaking to me just because I'm like, well, what about us? Like, I'm ready. Like, what about us? What are we going to try? You know what I mean? I want to have a baby. And like I said, like we were talking about earlier, it's those triggers that kind of get you. It's like on social media, anywhere, the store, on on TV, other family members, they're (laughs) everywhere. And, And sometimes it's just the simplest things. We just came back from a Las Vegas trip and they had that, what is that, that Jojo Siwa Oh yeah. Yeah. They had like a concert at the hotel we were staying at and all these little girls. And and I, I I don't know if it was the alcohol, but I looked at him. You're like, really? Jojo, really? Yeah. And I I looked at him and he was just like, what? And I was like crying. And he was like, are you okay? And I was like, I'm so sad. I want a baby. Damn it, Jojo. (laughs) And he was just like, you're okay. It's going to be okay. But it's just like things like that. You don't expect them to trigger you, but you yeah. start getting all these emotions and these thoughts in your head like, no, oh, that could have been us. You know, this could be us with our bit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and um, you know, it's it's definitely hard. It's it's one of those things where we're like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to have a baby. But, yeah, you know, I'm, I want him to be comfortable and I want him to be ready. And I want us to be at a good point in our relationship. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think we'll every, <laughs> yeah, I think every woman, every woman listening can relate to your feelings right now yeah. and just kind of like that. Okay. Like I, I want this. I want this. Yes. And even when you said, even when you said um, that like you're most fertile after miscarriage, like yeah. I remember having those feelings too of like, come on, we got to do this because this is our best chance. And it's yeah. like, is that always the best way to go about it? Right, know. right. Because then your emotions are out yeah, of Yeah, you didn't anyway, have that so chance like... to get back. And like, like you said, get your relationship back because it takes a hit. Yeah. Um, and most marriages. Yeah. And, and it was funny because, you know, all, through all our whole relationship, we've never been the type of couple to like, argue very intensely or you know if we argued we were mad at each other maybe 10-15 minutes and we're like are you done are you done mm-hmm. okay we're good you know what I mean and we were never that type of couple but after the miscarriage it was just like we had no filter we were saying mean things to each other we were like who cares like you know what I mean and it's like we've never talked like this to each other but we had so much anger and I know he had so much animosity towards you know what my my family what he felt my family was the cause you know what I mean yeah and so once we kind of got clarification and he kind of got some closure and explained to me what he felt and you know now he's a little more understanding because he didn't want my family around and it was the holidays and I'm like what are you talking about this is my family and he just felt so much anger towards them and I'm just like you know, this is my family. I'm going to fight for them too. I can't not see them. 
just as much as you want comfort from your family, I want the same. Mm-hmm. And he was just not, I felt like he wasn't being fair. So we kind of had to, you know, go work, through it work first. Work through that. Yeah. yeah. And then now Absolutely. I feel like we're at a lot, a lot better place. Um, definitely, I feel like it brought us closer now going through that. But we always Yeah, talk once about you can kind of get through that turmoil, that's when I feel like it's like, okay, it brought us closer together. But I think, you know, sometimes it's just really hard to get through that turmoil and not everybody yeah. does get through it. Yeah. Um, and that's why it, that's why the divorce rate is so high after miscarriage, you know? Yes. It's and and it, it was one of those things where it was like it was getting to that point where we're like, what are we doing? Like a, do we still want to be together? Like what's going on? Like, yeah, we had never argued like that. We were seeing different sides of each other. It was just, it was horrible, but I think now we're at a way better place. And, you know, we always talk about it. Like people always say like, Oh, you know, things happen for a reason. And it's like miscarriages don't happen for, I feel like are not meant to be or something that happens for a reason. I always tell my husband, I'm not very religious, but I know God, put situations and people in situations that in their lives um, that he knows they can handle. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If he knew we couldn't handle this, then, you know, this is something that wouldn't have happened to us. Um, but I definitely believe in that. And I feel like it made us stronger individuals and a stronger couple. And I feel like going through that and from here out on, I think we'll be okay. Um, mm-hmm. It just, it definitely, it took a little, it took a little you know, a little damper on us, but yeah, definitely. I think it definitely brought us closer in, yeah. in the end. Um, I can relate. I can relate a hundred percent. Yeah, it's situation. Just, yes, it's just so everything is three sixty. You know, like like I said, we never used to argue, and then it was like craziness. Yeah, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it's like okay, we're finally getting back to normal. Um, and I think that's what he wanted to. He didn't want to try if we weren't in the best place. Yeah, because that that would be what would tear you guys apart if it happened again, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So now I feel like we're in a better place, and I'm just kind of, like, waiting for him, like, all right, where's the green light? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, now, Alyssa, I have to ask you, if you had one piece of advice for Mm -hmm. anybody listening, what would it be? Um, I would definitely say, you know, it definitely plays a part on on taking your time, um, like, to grieve. You know what I mean? I felt like you know, I wanted to rush into um, starting again and trying to have another baby. And, you know, also with him, with my husband, he needed time to grieve. And he felt like, you know, he didn't want to be around my family. Both of us, both, both of us, I feel like take your time to grieve. Um, Be, I guess you would say a little selfish when it comes to your feelings. Um, Because if you're always trying to put other people first and trying to please other people and you're going to baby showers and gender reveals and family events, it's like little things are going to trigger you and you have to make sure that you're emotionally stable um, to be able to deal with those life events. Um, So Mm -hmm. I would say definitely take your time to grieve if this is something that you're going through um, and, and just try to stay positive. I mean, you know, we were, we went through a lot and, you know, we, we just, I mean, at the end, we're just trying to stay positive and, you know, hopeful that we can be able to have a baby again. So I would just say, moms, take your time to grieve if you're going through it. Be a little selfish if you need to, because um, your personal health is what's most important. Yes, I totally agree. Um, Alyssa, if somebody wants to reach out to you, where can they find you? Um, you can find me on my Instagram. 
It's awesome. Alyssa Flowers. At Alyssa Flowers. <laughs> awesome. No and I will. Yeah. And I'll link that in the description of this episode. Thank you so much for jumping yeah. on and sharing your story. I really appreciate it. No, thank you for giving me the time. Like I said, I've been wanting to do it for so long, but didn't know if I was ready and I kept backing out, but thank you for having me, Shelly. Well, I love love it. your advice. Take your time, right? <laughs> yeah. Take your time. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it with a friend who could find it useful or share it on your Instagram stories. Tag myself, tag my guest so that we can personally thank you. This is a lamb fam, you guys. We're not in this alone. We're creating this ripple effect together.